Hello, and welcome to The Breathwork Club, a podcast designed to help you connect with your breathing. My name is Brian Malone, and thank you very much for joining. If you're a newer listener, or you're new to the practice of breathwork, it might be useful to go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes of the podcast, which cover some of the foundational concepts and techniques of the practice. If you've listened before, welcome back. In this episode, I'm going to look at something which affects a lot of people, even people who don't directly do it themselves, and that's snoring. Snoring is noisy breathing during sleep. The noise can sometimes be relatively quiet, but it can also sometimes be pretty loud and pretty horrendous. Snoring is caused by a relaxing of the tissues of the mouth and throat. When we are awake, the muscles of the throat and jaw generally maintain a certain level of tone which keeps our airways relatively free. When we fall asleep, however, these muscles relax, which is why in general our breathing is a little louder during sleep, even if we're not snoring. For some, however, these muscles relax so much that they partially block the airways of the throat, resulting in vibrations being created that cause the sound of snoring. For the most part, snoring is pretty harmless, at least for the person who is doing the snoring. But snoring is also linked with sleep deprivation, as it can disrupt the quality of a person's sleep. This can lead to drowsiness, brain fog, lack of focus, and irritability. We all know how bad it is not getting a good night's sleep. Studies have also shown a link between snoring and an increase in the chance of a heart attack or even a stroke. And snoring can also cause issues in relationships, with many partners of snorers reporting a lower quality of life due to their significant other's snoring. Snoring can also be an indicator of an issue that is known as sleep apnea, a serious condition where a person's airways become so restricted that they temporarily stop breathing during sleep. This can result in a drop in blood oxygen levels, which often leads to the person's sleep being interrupted by their body gasping for air. This is a serious effect on sleep quality, even if the person suffering from the condition isn't aware of it happening. There can be many causes of snoring, a misalignment of the jaw or an obstruction of the nasal passage can restrict airflow, which can result in snoring. Alcohol or drug use can also increase snoring, as they can cause the muscles of the throat to relax more than usual, which is why drunk people tend to be bad snorers, or even people who don't usually snore can be noisy sleepers after a drink. Certain allergies may cause snoring, as they can create congestion in the nasal passage. Obesity is also commonly linked with snoring, as well as sleeping on the back of the body, 
as it can cause the tongue to drop and obstruct the throat. Some of these issues can be solved by certain corrective surgeries or certain lifestyle changes such as reducing alcohol consumption. Stopping smoking can also make a big difference. And something as simple as sleeping on your side as opposed to on your back can help a lot as well. One very common cause of snoring is poor breathing habits. In particular, breathing through the mouth. As human beings, we have two ways of taking in air, through the nose or through the mouth. The topic of nose breathing versus mouth breathing is on my list of upcoming topics for the podcast, so I'll keep it kind of brief now. But in general, breathing through your nose is much better for you. The nose filters the air that we take in and it tends to slow our breathing down, something which is generally better for things like our heart rate and breathing through the nose also tends to facilitate a more efficient exchange of oxygen and carbon dioxide, which tends to leave us with more energy and better focus. When we breathe through our mouth, we miss out on the filtration our nose provides. We tend to breathe a little faster, something which isn't so good for things like our heart. And we also tend to breathe less efficiently, which can leave us feeling a bit more fatigued. But also importantly, when it comes to snoring, breathing through the mouth tends to weaken the muscles of the face, jaw and throat, which makes it more likely that we'll snore at night. And also importantly, breathing through the mouth tends to lead to more congestion in the nasal passages, which again makes it more likely that we'll snore at night. So if we find ourselves spending a significant portion of the day breathing through the mouth as opposed to the nose, there's a pretty decent chance we might find ourselves breathing through the mouth at night, increasing the likelihood of snoring. So if you think that mouth breathing may be a factor in the snoring of yourself or someone in your life, there are a few steps we can take to help with this. The first one is awareness. Many people are completely unaware of the fact that they breathe through the mouth. And even myself, as somebody who spends a lot of time being aware of my breath, I will sometimes find myself slipping into mouth breathing unconsciously. So sometimes, Fixing mouth breathing is as simple as just noticing when it's happening and then breathing through your nose instead. Sometimes it's not so simple. Some of us do find it hard to breathe through the nose. As I've said before, mouth breathing can lead to congestion in the nasal passage. So the more we breathe through the mouth, the more we might find it hard to breathe through the nose. 
Now you can do things like buy nasal strips, which are placed on the nose, and they can help keep the airways clear, and they can also be useful to wear at night. It might be helpful to do a sinus rinse before bed. There are also certain machines that can be used in more extreme cases. I'm going to provide a link to some of these things in the episode description. In general, we want to breathe through the nose as much as possible, even at times when it might be a little congested. The more we breathe through the nose, the more the nose should clear up. So even if mouth breathing might feel easier sometimes, the path of least resistance is not always the path that serves us best. Starting regular breathwork practice, particularly one that is focused on gentle or slow nasal breathing, or practicing yoga, where there is a focus on nasal breathing combined with exercise, will probably make a big difference too. There are also a few little tricks that we can do with our breathing to help free up congestion. One is a simple exercise based off alternate nostril breathing, a technique that I've done a couple of episodes on, and again I'll link to in the show description. For this, you take a breath in through the nose, just as best you can, and then with the knuckle of your right index finger, close the right nostril and exhale through the left. Release the right nostril at the end of the exhale, and take a breath in through both sides, again just as best you can. And then with the knuckle of the left index finger, you close the left nostril and exhale through the right. You can repeat this for as long as you need to until you start to feel your nasal passages clear up a little. And you can also take the breath in through the mouth at the beginning if you need, and then breathe through the nose once it feels comfortable to do so. Another technique that can be pretty effective is to take a breath in through the nose or your mouth if you have to and at the top of the inhale hold your breath, pinch your nose closed with the fingers of either hand and then gently nod your head up and down like you're slowly agreeing with someone. Once you feel a strong desire to exhale, release your nose, stop nodding, and breathe out. Repeat a few times if you need to, but you should find that this frees up the nose pretty good. Holding our breath increases the buildup of a molecule called nitric oxide in our system, which can help release congestion, and the gentle nodding can also help with clearing up the nasal passage. A very common recommendation for solving snoring is taping your mouth closed at night. This may sound a bit strange or unusual, but it's a method that many people use, and apparently this trend took off on TikTok recently. Now I've managed to limit my social media addiction to just one app, so I don't have TikTok. But you'll also see recommendations of mouth taping popping up on Instagram pretty frequently as well. The logic seems fairly straightforward. If breathing through your mouth at night is causing you to snore, and that's a pretty hard thing to be aware of if you're asleep, 
then taping your mouth shut will stop you from breathing through your mouth and you'll have to breathe through your nose instead. Now surprisingly, there hasn't been many studies done on mouth taping at night yet and the ones that have, have been pretty mixed. One showed that taping them out at night leads to a reduction in snoring and better sleep for some participants who had mild sleep apnea, which is very promising. But another study showed no improvement in snoring at all. A lot of people do say that taping their mouth at night has helped them improve their quality of sleep. It leaves them feeling more energized in the morning and it can even help with bad morning breath. The risk is that if your mouth breathing is happening because you're congested due to allergies or other medical issues, then you are removing the only way your body has of getting air in. And that's definitely not going to lead to a better night's rest. I do think mouth taping is worth giving a go if you've no underlying issues. But I also think a good way to use mouth taping is to first do it from time to time during the day. Maybe when you're doing something mildly physically exerting, like cleaning the house or going for a walk. This will help you get comfortable with the tape, which can feel strange at first, but it will also help train you to be better at breathing through your nose in general, which will make it more likely you will do so when you're asleep. If all that goes okay, then maybe give it a go at night. You can buy tape specifically designed for the mouth online for pretty cheap. So maybe resist the temptation to throw a bit of duct tape over yours, or maybe more likely your partner's mouth when they're sleeping. I'm going to leave you with a couple more exercises you could try to help reduce snoring. The fancy name for these exercises is oropharyngeal exercises, if I pronounce that in any way right. Basically, these are tongue exercises. Your tongue might not seem like something you need to strengthen, but if mouth breathing is something you do regularly, then there's a decent chance that you do. Building strength in the tongue also improves the position of the jaw, making it more likely that these two areas will stay in a good position when we fall asleep, reducing the likelihood of snoring. These exercises might feel a little strange to do at the beginning, but lots of studies have shown that exercises like these are great at reducing snoring, so they're worth a go. The first one is called tongue slides. For this one, you press your tongue onto the roof of your mouth, just above the back of your teeth, and then you keep pressing as you slide it as far back as you can along the roof of your mouth, and then you slide it forwards again. Repeat this maybe five to ten times. It might feel a little tickly, but when you're not using it, the tongue should be placed towards the roof of the mouth. So this exercise helps with improving our tongue positioning. The second one is called um, tongue push-ups. It's uh, similar, but for this one, you put your entire tongue against the roof of your mouth 
and push it up actively for 10 seconds and then relax. If you're unsure of exactly where your tongue should be pressing, think of the action of sucking and this will bring your tongue towards the correct position. Again, you can repeat this five to 10 times. The final one is a tongue stretch. And this may be familiar to any of you who have practiced lion's breath in yoga. For this one, you open your mouth wide and you stretch your tongue out as much as you can, almost like you're trying to lick your chin and then look upwards with your eyes at the same time. If it's nice, you make a sighing sound with the exhale as well. And this is a really good one just for stretching out the muscles of the jaw, opening up the throat a little bit, and again, just working the strength and flexibility of your tongue. Again, hold for five to 10 seconds, and maybe repeat five to 10 times. These are exercises that you would probably want to be doing regularly, maybe a couple of times a day over a period of a couple of months to really see the benefits. And again, a little strange, but our tongue, jaw, throat, all just incredibly important areas to not just our breathing, but just also how we're feeling day to day. So again, if it sounds like something you could do at working on, then definitely worth giving these a go. So I hope there's some of you who have found this episode useful. Again, snoring in general can be fairly harmless, but it's also something worth fixing if it is something you find yourself doing regularly. It can help you sleep better, so you're gonna feel much better the next day. And if you don't wanna do it for yourself, a recent study in Sweden found that when nasal breathing helped improve men snoring, their partners reported a significant improvement in the quality of their life. So maybe that's motivation enough. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this podcast and happy breathing.